you're listening to the Holistic Weight Loss Podcast for women who are ready to discover just how easy it can be to regain control of their health and wellness. Here's your host, Christina Ettore. Hello and welcome to the Holistic Weight Loss Podcast. Today I want to talk about insulin resistance because this is, in my opinion, one of the major underlying factors that can prevent someone from losing weight. People with insulin resistance often tell me that they feel like their weight is out of control. They have tried cutting out sugar and cutting back on carbs. They have tried restricting calories and exercising more, yet nothing seems to work. And I have a huge amount of empathy for people with insulin issues and insulin resistance because it's a horrible feeling to feel like your health and your weight is not within your control. So today we are going to look at how insulin resistance develops, who is at risk of developing insulin resistance and what to do about it. So to understand how insulin resistance develops and how it can lead to stubborn weight gain, we first need to understand what insulin does. When we eat, the food we consume breaks down into glucose. We then need the hormone insulin to be released by the pancreas so that glucose can be used for energy. Insulin also stores some of that glucose as glycogen in the liver. So if our blood sugar levels drop, the liver can quickly release glucose back into our bloodstream. When this mechanism is working well, the body will only store a very small amount of that glucose as fat. In fact, sometimes when we eat, If this mechanism is working well, it doesn't store any of the glucose as body fat at all. The problem occurs when the body releases too much insulin or when we eat more food than we need. Now, there are certain foods that trigger the body to release larger amounts of insulin. And the more insulin we release, the harder it can be to lose weight. So any food that increases blood sugar levels will trigger an insulin release. Highly processed foods, foods that are high in sugar and foods high in simple carbs like bread, rice, pasta, cakes and biscuits, just as an example. There are plenty more. These foods will cause a greater increase in your blood sugar levels than foods that are rich in healthy fats like avocado or lean protein. So the more sugar and carbs we eat, the more insulin we need to release. And if we go through a period of time where we are perhaps eating more sugar and carbs than we require, then the body will begin to release more insulin than it should. And the cells can become resistant to the insulin response, which means the cells in our body begin to require more insulin to be released. 
This leads to higher levels of insulin being present in the blood for longer periods of time and can create all kinds of issues, weight gain being one of them. Eating more sugar and carbs than the body needs is not the only cause of insulin resistance. There are genetic factors that can contribute to this issue and chronic stress and inflammation can also lead to insulin resistance. There is also a big link between insulin resistance and polycystic ovarian syndrome. And this is one of the reasons why it can be so tricky for women with PCOS to lose weight. Now, before we move forward, I just want to mention that sugar and carbs are not bad. Sugar is not toxic or poisonous. Carbs are not evil or nasty. But the amount we eat can have a huge effect on our health and on our weight. There are certain things that we need in small amounts to survive. Certain vitamins and minerals, for example, are essential for our health. But those same vitamins and minerals in large doses can have toxic side effects. The same goes for sugar and carbs. And one of the problems that we face at the moment is... It's become far too easy for us to eat more sugar and carbs than we need. The current guidelines for sugar consumption is to have no more than 20 grams of sugar per day. So to put that into perspective, one level teaspoon of sugar is equal to about five grams of sugar. One small banana contains about 14 grams of sugar. And half a cup of full cream milk contains about 8 grams of sugar. So if you're having a couple of cups of coffee or tea a day with milk and sugar, plus a piece of fruit, you have already exceeded your suggested daily intake of sugar. And that's on a sensible day. Now let's say you have a case of 3.30-itis and you decide to grab a chocolate bar, like a Mars bar maybe. That's your entire daily allowance of sugar. Or maybe you decide to choose the healthy option. So you have a handful of dried fruit and that contains about 30 grams of sugar. So it is really easy to see how we can quickly exceed our recommended daily dose of sugar each day, even when making a conscious effort to eat healthy. On top of eating more sugar and calories than we need, we are also moving less, therefore using less of the sugar and energy we consume. So to recap, insulin is a hormone that helps our cells to get energy from the food we eat. Insulin, when elevated, is one of the main hormones that can promote stubborn weight gain. And aside from having a genetic predisposition, what we eat and the way we manage stress are two of the major factors that can lead to elevated insulin levels and insulin resistance. So how do you find out if elevated insulin is the reason why you're struggling to lose weight? Well, typically a blood test will be able to tell you if your insulin levels are elevated. The problem is Insulin testing is not often part of a routine blood test. So when you are told that your bloods are all good, that doesn't necessarily mean that your insulin levels are all good. 
because insulin testing might not have been included in the test. And this is why I like to see my clients' blood test results, because I want to know exactly what tests have been performed. We can't assume all markers have been checked in a full blood test, because there's just too many of them. Blood sugar levels are usually checked in a routine blood test, and your doctor may even check your HbA1c score as well, if you are diabetic or pre-diabetic. And if you have elevated insulin levels or insulin resistance, these results are likely going to come back as all good. Because in the early stages of insulin resistance, insulin can help to keep your blood sugar levels within range. When insulin resistance becomes quite severe, you may begin to experience low blood sugar levels because there is too much insulin available for the amount of glucose in the blood. Some symptoms of elevated insulin levels include stubborn weight gain. These are the people that say to me they can just simply look at a piece of cake and gain 5 kilos. Blood sugar fluctuations urgent cravings for carbs or sweets, and that feeling of being hangry. If you store excess fat around your waist, that can also be a sign that your body is releasing too much insulin in response to the food that you're eating. It can also be a sign of high cortisol levels. If you have fatty liver, high cholesterol or high triglycerides, then your risk of having insulin resistance increases. So what can you do if you suspect that insulin is causing you to gain weight? Well, the first thing you can do is to change your diet. If I suspect that my client has insulin resistance and they have not had their insulin levels tested, then I might request the test to be done privately, but this can sometimes be a little bit pricey, so I only request it if absolutely necessary. But most often, we will just act as if, because there is no harm in reducing your sugar intake to the recommended daily amount. In fact, this will help you with your overall health and wellness. I typically encourage all of my weight loss clients to reduce carb intake. Whether you have insulin resistance or not, reducing the amount of simple carbs that you eat each day is going to help you to lose weight. Some clients do choose to follow a keto plan, but I usually work with a bit more of a flexible approach, which aims to reduce overall carb consumption without causing the client to feel restricted or deprived. In addition to changing your diet, you can do other simple things like making sure you drink two litres of water daily, making sure you exercise daily, if you can. You can also cut out all drinks that aren't water. A lot of my clients, actually most of my clients, ask me if they have to stop drinking coffee. And I never make my clients do anything. I just simply lay out all of the facts and options and allow my clients to make their own informed decision. But if you have an insulin issue, that splash of milk in your coffee could be a problem. That wine with dinner could also be a problem. 
You won't know unless you make a change and cut it out. And these changes aren't forever. In my opinion, it is possible to reverse insulin resistance. And as long as you are mindful, you can go back to enjoying quite a wide variety of food and drink again in the future without it affecting your weight. Simple things like making sure every meal you eat contains healthy fats, protein and low GI carbs will have a positive effect on insulin and on weight loss. There are some herbs and nutrients that I love to use for insulin resistance. I'm not going to mention them because I would prefer you to see a naturopath for personalized advice. These herbs work best when the appropriate diet and lifestyle changes have been made. You also need to ensure that you use practitioner brands as there is minimal evidence to suggest that over-the-counter brands are actually effective. So it's really important to adopt an approach that is both sensible and sustainable. Commencing a super strict diet to reverse insulin resistance is not sustainable long term, nor is taking too many supplements. But when we combine the two sensibly, it can become so much easier to resolve the problem. So if you're frustrated with your weight, if you feel like you have tried everything and nothing is working, reach out and contact me to see how I can help. If you have enjoyed today's episode and found it helpful, I would love to hear from you. Thank you for tuning in today and I will speak to you again soon.